<laughs> it's like it's yeah. I would much rather be with a socially awkward person who knows that they're socially awkward. Right. Knows their place. Well, uh, I guess we're ready. Ready, ready, ready. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Although the next two episodes are going to be what? new. <gasps> what? What? Right. Theatrical baby. That's right. We Moving took up. our Netflix account and we chucked it to the side because we figured that February is going to be a pretty bad month for theatrical films, so we're going to save all the good. Netflix. Movies. Yeah, I actually did cancel my subscription, so I just, hope that's okay. Just, just for the next couple <laughs> just of weeks. For one. No, eternally. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's going to make this. Uh, I sent them a very threatening letter, and they said I was banned. So. Like, what are you how, serious? How dare you exist when there's so many good movies in theaters? <laughs> hey, you know what I did for my movie podcast the next two weeks? I actually got out of my house and I saw real movies. So you can go suck an egg. Netflix, <laughs> suck an egg. go suck an egg. And you just look on your computer, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this week we're discussing Hobbit, the Desolation of Smog. 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 So, uh, my name is Chris Klump. With me, as always, is Matt Schaefer. And Parker. All right. Well, before we get into Hobbit, uh, we have some uh, uh, a special here that Parker has uh, prepared yes. for us here. Yes, so, hey, Parker. Since it's the end of the year, I, f- I found a few lists we could go hmm, over. Okay. But, you know, interesting and a little bit off the beaten path. So one of them is, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Blacklist, but it is a list that is put together by film executive Frank Leonard since about 2005. And basically it's voted on by like movie executives in Hollywood and it's the top 25 screenplays that are floating around not being picked up yet. So like these are uh. scripts that all these dudes have read and they have decided that okay, these are good and they just haven't no one's like actually been ready to like put forth the money and actually do it. Uh, the movie but, we're reviewing next episode I I just read was on this list. That, yeah, it was okay. on that list. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so perfect. American Hustle was on this list. This is what's on this list. So I'm just going to go through these quick. There's about 25 of them. All right. So Holland, Michigan. When a traditional Midwestern woman suspects her husband of infidelity, an amateur investigation unravels. Now, this is the number one on the list. So this is, like, hmm. the most likely to be made into a movie. I could see the Coen brothers tackling something oh, like that. That would be a great Coen brothers yeah. movie. Like, just to, like, have her, like do like uh if you've seen uh bored to death or whatever where it's just like jason schwartzman doing like investigation work but it's like he's just bumbling his way through it yeah like it's so interesting i could see it's uh, similar to like blood simple uh, yeah yeah yeah, with francis mcdermott doing doing the investigation just getting it all wrong (laughs) so then we got section six i don't know some of these sound like they might be documentaries but i don't uh, maybe they're just like kind of like uh like a docudramas or something i don't know but this is an exploration of great britain's mi6 so oh, okay. i don't know if it's in documentary form or if it's in movie form but 
That sounds interesting. Because uh, the only MI6 stuff we ever see is James Bond. James Bond. That's well, like that, totally ridiculous. Was, no, there was a recent movie with MI6 with, uh, not Colin Farrell, uh, Eric Bana. Right, there was a recent movie with him. It was all about MI6 and like oh, okay. a, uh, it was well, it was more like a, the legal side, like a legal gotcha. trial. I can't remember what the movie was called. Oh, it I, came yeah, out I like remember in the last that. month um, or two. Gotcha. Yeah, it was all about the uh, the cameras yeah. in London. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember that. I'm looking it up right now. All right, now we got Frisco, a forty something pediatric allergist who specializes in hazelnuts and is, fa- and is facing a divorce, learns lessons in living from a wise beyond her years terminally ill 15-year-old patient when she crashes his weekend trip to a conference in San Francisco. Sounds now, this is depressing. third on the list, though. That so sounds, it's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's you know, pretty depressing. It though. does. The, the movie but it does at. sound like it could be like quirky funny though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pediatric allergist specializing in hazelnuts. Like to just so that's so specific. That is very, very specific. Uh closed circuit is the movie. Uh, yes. yes, yes, that's right. Because we kept I kept thinking it was like short circuit. Search, yeah, short circuit. <laughs> like a le- or legal drama. <laughs> All right, then a monster calls an adolescent boy with a terminally ill single mother. All exciting Dude, already. This, this Be- just wait, all kinds of fun. Begins having visions of a tree monster oh, who wow. tells him truths about life in the form of three stories, helping him to eventually cope with his emotions that, over his that dying could, mom. That's almost like a Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, that's yeah, like that movie that's started like Pan's out Labyrinth or something. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's that, that. that. That description started out remarkably dark <laughs> and then got kind of heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but after a while, I was like, "Monster calls, great. This is going to be bad. This is going to be really, <laughs> really bad." Uh, the special program. This is uh, I'm. This is a documentary. True story of Jack Goldsmith, young attorney who took charge of the White House's Office of Legal Counsel, then courageously took on Vice President Cheney and his powerful inner circle when he discovered they were running a number of illegal activities through so-called special. Now programs. this is interesting to me because I didn't know that documentaries had like really solidified scripts and maybe maybe it's maybe yeah maybe it could it's just not. be like maybe a treatment a, um, yeah sure but like well, you, you think like, a lot of your a lot of your you know dialogue in a documentary is going to come from like interviews. filming before we yeah. go any further you're i think you're right though it says the true story so it's probably a dramatization okay of ah, this okay, story. okay. Right. and i think that's probably why it's on this list but that makes sense then we got hot summer nights a teenager's life spirals out of control when he befriends the town rebel, falls in love, and gets entangled in selling drugs over one summer in Cape Cod. So it's every teenager drama yep. ever. Gotcha. Yeah. Sovereign, a man goes to space to destroy the ship that, upon going sentient, killed his wife. This I'm I'm behind that. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? You know what we don't have enough of? To. Sci-fi. <laughs> Uh, slash space opera slash revenge films. Yeah, so this is like don't have enough of those. So this is like 2001, but like the the Hal killed the dude's wife. Yeah, and, and he's, he's back, back for back revenge. For vengeance. <laughs> That's right, Dave hey, space like, bitch. <laughs> d- d- yeah, Dave. Really, I can't open the open the pod bed doors, Hal. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Uh, Shovel Buddies. This one sounds kind of... It could be fun if it was the right cast. Over 24 hours, four teenage friends try to complete the shovel list, a will-slash-bucket list left for them by their best friend before he died of leukemia. 
Uh-oh. Man, a lot of... A lot of right, heavy lot of, Right, but that'll start in the beginning, and then yeah. it'll be like four things that they have to do, like some list of Why things. Why is it called the shovel do. list? The shovel list. Do they have body. to kill people and well, bury no, their it's bodies? Well, like, no, it's like a bucket list, but they call it a shovel list because it's given to you from the person after they die. After they die, yeah. Oh, that makes like, sense. He, like the, the guy with leukemia wrote a list for his friends oh, to do. I, I so want to do that because I don't have to do any of the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, like, hey, everybody, go here's hike some to things. the top of a mountain. Oh, it sounds right. like this movie. And then do uh... like a handstand there. And then sing all these songs together. <laughs> and then record it and put it on YouTube. That'd be it, great. It Thanks. sounds like this movie could be a uh, like a modern version of Stand By Me, in a mm, sense. Yeah. You know, like like yeah, young like, teenagers bonding together over a, an adventure. I can definitely see that one. Uh, this one sounds a little wild. Pox Americana. In the Old West, a group of soldiers go on a mission to slaughter a peaceful tribe in retaliation for another tribe's attack on a white settlement, only to suffer at the hands of a devastating disease. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, I... You had me at Old West, right. and then it kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> then we got Reminiscence. An archaeologist whose technology allows you to relive your past finds himself abusing his own science to find the missing love of his life. Okay, that's kind of like that's that's a similar to that new Bill Nye movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time yeah. travel. Yeah. Thing. Uh, the Independent, with America's first viable independent presidential candidate poised for victory, an idealistic young journalist uncovers a conspiracy which places the fate of the election and the country in his hands. Dun, dun, dun. Boo, political thriller. <laughs> yeah, I, uh. Then we got Beast, with the hope of starting over, a reformed criminal with an ultra-violent past returns home, but when he finds his own family leading his teenage son down the same path of destruction, he will stop at nothing to save his child. American History X part. Yeah, I was about to say, it's yeah. American History X. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly American History X. I can but- see Gerard Butler starring in that. <laughs> The Golden Record, the true story of how Carl Sagan fell in love yes. while leading the wildest mission in NASA history. Now, that would a be golden record <clears throat> to encapsulate the experience of life on Earth for advanced extraterrestrials. I don't know if you guys know too much of the, of, of the Golden Record. I've, yeah. Started, yeah. Uh, I've done some research on it. It's a really fascinating story. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, Absolutely. Especially uh, the, like, the, the, the whole how he met, because he met his wife on the project. Mm-hmm. Right. And he proposed to her. On a whim. This was on Radio Lab, right? Yeah, that's, sure, where, that, yeah. that's where I was first introduced yeah. to, and I did did some reading on it a- afterwards. But basically, she was like, after he proposed to her, they hung up the phone, and she called him back. He's like, "So we're getting married, right?" And he's like, "Oh uh, yeah, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd also be cool just to see a movie because there's, you know, that's considered like mankind's like letter to the stars, and yeah, be interesting it, to it see. It just the... left the uh, solar system. Of, it was a few right. months ago that it just yeah, right. left the solar system. And it'd be interesting to see like how they gathered all those t- different people and ideas to to put everything on. Yeah, that, so. That's a really exciting idea right there. <clears throat> all right, then we got faults. An expert on cults is hired by a mother and father to kidnap and deprogram their brainwashed daughter. He soon begins to suspect that the parents may be more destructive than the cult she's being saved from. That's a Simpsons okay. episode. So, so <laughs> I the, saw that episode of the Simpsons. The first time you said the word cult, I thought you said cult. Oh, like like a... And I was picturing this movie where there's a guy who's like an expert. <laughs> like, <horses>? like <laughs> Yeah, horses and like... Our daughter hey, was Hey, 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 I know you've horses. been brainwashed, pretty little horse, <laughs> but I'm going to teach you how to love... <laughs> Uh, sweetheart, a young hit woman 
I'm already excited, <laughs> tries to escape the business but finds herself in more danger after a high school reunion and a one-night stand. Zoe Deschanel will star. <laughs> okay, and then here's some... The, 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 that was like the top ten on the list. And here's some honorable mentions, which I feel like I have to at least name a few, uh, mention a few of these because they, they all sound really awesome. So these weren't in the top ten, but they're still right, on, right. on the list. 1969, A Space Odyssey, or How Kubrick Learned to Stop Worrying and Land on the Moon. With NASA's Mm. Apollo program in trouble and the Soviets threatening nuclear war, a female PR operative conspires with NASA's public affairs office to stage a fake moon landing in case Armstrong and Aldrin fail, the goal being to generate public excitement with the aid... Of with the uh, that will aid the U.S. in winning the Cold War, but the op is faced with the biggest challenge of all: filming the fake lunar landing with temperamental Stanley Kubrick. Yes, <laughs> that yes. sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Okay, Kubrick so Kubrick was a nightmare on set, from <laughs> yeah. what I've read. Okay, he so was a the, the shuttle opens and blood comes pouring out onto the moon. Yeah, he. he <laughs> Kubrick was one of those directors where, uh, th- like, no lie, he would have some takes that were a hundred takes long, <laughs> and he'd oh, still gosh. be like, "We're just not getting it, we're not getting it." <laughs> so then, these next two sound incredibly charming. Uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, set in the 1950s Manhattan. Fred Rogers journeys from a naive young man working for oh, NBC to yeah. the host of the beloved children's PBS. My only problem show. with that movie is that it would have like no conflict. Right. Like he's such he's a good nicer, guy. He was the well, nicest no, like, guy. What would he do? What would be his dark struggle? <laughs> would be like, oh, today I got mad at someone the, the, for the stealing from will, me. The conflict will just be him making it happen in a world where it's all c- yeah, cartoons. Yeah, it'll be him. Again, literally, it, it'll be just like how it was when he was alive. Him but obviously, we know world. he wins. So, so, yeah. <laughs> so who would play Fred Rogers? That's what I was crazy. Thinking. That's probably why no one's picked it up because it's yeah. like, who the hell who, are you going to get to play, play it? Seriously, because then exactly. that person is there by then, like slightly judged in some people's minds. Oh, in the way slightly? that like Jim Caviezel, it was like, oh, he's Jesus, but almost passion. more so because we didn't know how Jesus acted. <laughs> yeah, we know how we Fred, know exactly how Fred Rogers acted. Right, and it's it's going to be a tall order for them to you know. They have to hear that to, genuine. Right. They have to live the their second, life like, yeah. from that point on the, as the, as well as he did. The second that they announce who it is, the world will just go through the internet <laughs> and be like, well, 20 years ago they got busted for coke. Right. Yeah. You can't have him play have Fred to, Rogers. You basically have to raise a child from birth. <laughs> you're, be you're destined to play Fred Rogers. Ender. You will become Fred Rogers. And then the, another one, The Boy and His Tiger, the true story of Bill Waterston, the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. I'd like Aww. to see that as well. Boy. That would be great. Hold on. Aren't they... That's a documentary. That's a documentary. This, this is, is would be a fictional. Right. Okay. This would be a that fictional would be great. Uh, I'd, I'd love the idea of that. This too. one I thought Chris would be interested in. The Shark is Not Working. When his big break finally arrives, an idealistic young movie director, Steven Spielberg, risks failing to complete that the movie. That would be great. Jazz. When his twenty-five-foot mechanical shark stops working, why? Ha- why hasn't there been a movie about Jaws? That's the thing. That would be a great movie. When I, when, when, so, when I, I bought the Blu-ray, because I have owned Jaws on every format <laughs> that I've ever owned. Laser disc. <laughs> well, that I've like. So right, right. I, I bought the special edition on VHS, then I bought it on DVD, then I bought it on Blu-ray, uh, and I just keep giving those special editions away. I find the the movie, of course, is one of my favorite movies, but the special features, like the the yeah. making of, right. I actually enjoy watching that more because <laughs> the story behind it, yeah, is just yeah. so interesting and compelling 
So yes, I'm so excited about. And then that. to round out the list, my the the one that was the most funny to me, and I wanted to see absolutely. An R-rated talking car from the 80s is brought back into service and teamed up with the son of his former partner, a befuddled cop looking to earn his stripes. Wait, what? So, like, it's like Knight Rider, but David Hasselhoff has died, and David Hasselhoff's son is Wait, now how a is, cop. how is the car R-rated? It just means, like, this is an R-rated movie. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, it's going to be just, like, ridiculous. So a sassy, <laughs> badass cop car. So the car- that actually sounds great. That's hilarious. That sounds With great. the right people, that would be. Oh, the that would be amazing. Movie. Especially if you get like, <laughs> you have you have, you have to get some like young straight laced cop who's like really uh, you know <laughs> trying to earn his stripes, and then the and then the car can be just any amazing. No, no, it'll it'll no, it'll it'll be Denzel Washington, so we can keep doing training day as a cop. But like, I'm thinking like. I don't know. I, I would say like Tracy Morgan, but he hasn't done too well in movies recently. No, but no. like somebody that you're just like, oh my gosh, to just say the worst stuff all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that sounds that, that would be that would be great. All right, so then the last list is the most fun of the of them all, and this uh, was as of November 26. So it not containing this great month of December sure. of movies. Okay. But this is Edgar Wright's top 10 films nice. as yes. of November 26th yes. for 2013. So we have number 10, Rush by director Ron Howard. Yes. So. Now you saw Rush. Rush real quick, very real good. fast. It's okay, very good. Very good. Like, it's on. deserving. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> good <laughs> pick. <laughs> I agree. Then we have The Bling Ring, director hmm. Sofia Coppola. Oh, oh okay. I didn't even hear of that movie. It's a Sofia Coppola movie. Yeah, I did. I, I did. Hear I have not. It. I have not. Um, Bling ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've okay. This it's got a, what's her name in it. Uh, it's got a Emma Watson. Oh yeah, Emma, Emma Watson. Yeah, this. I re- I remember seeing the trailer for this, and then I was like, this looks. And then I was like, oh, Sofia Coppola. Never mind. It'll probably be good. <laughs> uh, then we got the Prisoners by Dennis Villeneuve. That's that uh, with the. Um, Forget the two dudes. Terrence right. Howard yeah, yeah, and uh, this is not to be confused uh, with. Oh wait, this is prisoners. Yeah, yeah. This, this is prisoners. Is prisoners. Yeah, okay, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Yes, I saw Hugh that Jackman. too. Hugh that was very, very good. Yep. Very thrilling. Yes. Um, then we have the spectacular now by James Poulsant. Mm. This is a hard partying high school senior's philosophy on life changes when he meets the not so typical nice girl. Yeah, this has a uh, sh- good old Shailene Woodley. And it's uh, I, really I think like. the director of 500 Days of Summer if I'm not I believe you no, are or maybe the writer something of this. Something to do with it. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure what he did with writers it. Writers of 500 Days of yeah. Summer. So. Um then we have Short Term 12, a 20-something supervising staff member of a foster care facility navigates the troubled waters of that world alongside her co-worker and longtime boyfriend. So just one of those movies that has all those little Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, has won so many (laughs) Little laurels at the top because you're like, oh, it's one of those movies. Second film featuring Brie Larson on this list. Hmm. Must be a fan of her. And then we have Behind the Candelabra, the TV movie with Michael Douglas and Matt Damon about Liberace and Scott Thorson. I heard that was good. Toy. Yeah, it's very good. It's on HBO. Hmm. Um, I watched it. It was it was very interesting. And not knowing the story too well, and then uh, 
you know, I read up on it and it was very interesting. But yeah, like um, Liberace was like, you know, just crazy flamboyant guy. And he had a like lover, Scott Thorson, who he like just had around all the time. And he was like, you you know, you always saw him in pictures and stuff. Right, right. And uh, he just like lived this crazy party lifestyle. And then when when he like was starting to get older, Liberace just was like, OK, I'm done with you. And like huh. Scott Thorson's like. That's all I have is you and this life and money. Like, I have no skills. I have nothing. So he, like, tried to sue Liberace, and it was just this crazy story afterwards. Yeah, but this th- this story is just really about, like, when he got, you know, pulled him off the street and watching, you know, right. how it goes. But Matt Damon's really good in it, and Michael Douglas is really good in it. So then we have Before Midnight, the third part, I think, of the trilogy – with Ethan Hawke before Sunset, before not I have not seen any. No, I've not seen either. Any yeah, of Richard those. Linkletter, uh, yeah. The, what Day, Days of Confused? Direct he directed Days of Confused, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. Ah, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's he's also the guy who did Days of Confused. But um, it's a very good series. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely see it. Ethan Hawke. It's about um, two, you know, uh. uh man and a woman and it's just following like this Their whole life. yeah well this whole like you know like meeting and all this stuff but he's ethan hawk's really good in it and that's interesting because it is i didn't really know much about this film series i guess it is meant to be like chronological right and the first one was in 1995 next one was in 1994 and this yep. one's you know seven years after that so yeah it's, yeah it's, it's, it's nine years interesting to see a film series like it, that does that yeah this before midnight is set nine years after they met which is from the first one and it's nine years after the, made that the movie, movie was made oh. so then we have blue jasmine the newest woody allen film with kate blanchett alec baldwin and so on so you know that's woody allen so <laughs> woody it's allen. a woody allen movie then we have number two spring breakers really yeah. i still have to see that Suppose I, I have not seen this movie yet. I need to watch it. Um, the people that like this movie love it. Right. Like they say, it's one of the most unique films. Even though it wasn't, you know, heavily favored by critics, the people that love this movie say that it's like a brilliant, like kind well, of director. daring, interesting film, just because it's so different. Oh. And uh, has a lot of it. Clearly, does I've, I've read about the symbolism in this movie, and there's actually <laughs> you could you could write various like thesis papers on this movie because there really? is a lot of like underlying symbolism supposedly. So I'll have to, I'll have to make more of an uh, effort to check it out. Yeah, Michael of Exit the Critic, uh, you know, heavily lauds it as as being one of the f- better like more interesting films of the year. So oh, all right, well. it's definitely it's definitely something that defies expectations of just like oh here are a bunch of like grown up sexy Disney girls let's just put them in a movie together and make sexy so times so it's more than that no yeah this guy um, uh, Harmony Corinne yeah he directed he is, Gummo I believe yes he's done some Dude. weird Gummo shit is so weird but so just fascinating you can't look away that dude, he hired, he watched a uh, a Maury Povich or one of those kind of shows. He was watching it like uh, when he was when he was working on this film or, or Gummo or maybe it was in, inspiration. But he was flipping through the channels, landed on this thing, and they were talking about um, kids that were com- like messed up on sniffing glue. And he was watching these kids that had already had like crazy brain stuff happen to them, right? Right. Because they just did nothing but sniff glue, and 
the one kid, he was like watching this thing of this guy, this kid being interviewed, and then he just was like, oh my god! And so he he made this movie Gummo, and he hired like one or two of the kids from that show. Like he went and sought them out. And like found them like in their hometown and was like, Would you be in a movie? So like the one kid, the main actor, the gummo kid, is is an actual actor. But the the other guy that he's like friends with is an actual like glue sniffing teen that he <laughs> just had put in this movie. Wow. And he's like really weird and some of the stuff he says you're like this kid's weird, and then you find out that he's like that. He's probably not even like reading a script. Uh, Harmony Corinne also did a movie called Trash Humpers, yeah, which just seems. I haven't seen it, but it just seems like the weirdest like backdrop for a movie ever. Oh, God, just look at this what? picture. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, that's ah. what I'm looking at now. So, Ugh. so Dude, when he's you just like, I just want to die. Yeah. after watching this stuff. Yeah, it, it's almost hard to believe when you look at Spring Breakers at like face value and yeah. what it. <laughs> really probably is oh yeah <laughs> so like when you look at the when you when you watch the trailers and you're like oh wow what's going on here yeah and then and then you're like it's the same guy who did gummo and you're like what yeah that's <laughs> what took me for a loop <laughs> so, yeah right, anyway, is number two number pick. one number one gravity Woo! and enter the critic favorite. oh gravity was so damn good i don't know if it would be my number one but uh i don't know really man good the, the the because Edgar Wright is a big, uh, is he's really big on technical directing. I mean, like look at Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is just yeah. such a uh, like that. That's an film. editor's yeah. dream right. movie, right? That's there. what has me excited about Ant Man. Um, and you know what else has me excited about Ant Man? What? What else about Ant Man? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm but why are you being this way? Because we had that news. I oh, th- I we, thought you were leading into that. Oh no, I thought we weren't going to talk about that, but we may as well. I guess you brought guess, up Paul Rudd. I guess we'll lead into it since we're talking about Edgar Wright and the list is done, right? Yeah. So recently it was revealed that Paul Rudd is going to be Ant-Man, which is great. Woo! Great casting choice. Um, <laughs> His only credential needed is that skin on Timmy. Yeah. The, yep, the, the, so we, before this episode, we watched, again, I think for many times over, uh-huh, we've seen this yeah, movie yeah. or video, the Tim and Eric video. If you haven't seen this, go on to YouTube. Type in Tim and Eric Paul Rudd. It should be the first result. Or just or, Celery Man. Or just Celery Man. <laughs> it's this Tim and Eric video of Paul Rudd walking up to a computer in this like high tech like dome. It looks Real. like it looks like the X Men Cerebro. Cerebro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just yeah. walks up to a computer. Or that the, the computer lab in uh, um, Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not even worth talking about. If you haven't seen uh, it, yeah, just, just watch it. it. Just watch uh, it. Oh my god. But and like most Tim and Eric sketches. It will make no sense, right? And but it will be so good. funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. That's the thing with Tim and Eric. Either you're just sitting there going like, "What?" Or you're just sitting there <laughs> laughing the entire time. Yep. And this is definitely one where you laugh. But anyway, uh, Ant Man. I really, I'm excited for this movie because yeah. Edgar Wright, of course, great casting already. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people that really want Rashida Jones to play uh, what's her face, the Wasp. Yeah. So that would be awesome if that happened. And he's. For a superhero director, he's actually like got a really good sense of action. Oh yeah, you know most sure. people think of him and they're like, "Oh, this movie's going to be so funny." 
It's going to be right, such a funny right, right. movie. And I think, yeah, sure, it'll be funny, of course, but I think it'll also also have really good action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because sure. when you look at his body of work, like... Even, like, more recently, like, World's End, like, that's yeah. action. There's intense. a lot like, of action. In there. Think about how impressive it is to take a guy like Nick Frost and make him, like, a bona fide, <laughs> like, action guy. And in his seriously. movies, he seriously is. Like, right. he's... He's, he looks awesome. So, <laughs> so true. I'm I'm really excited to see what he does with this cast and the story. It it should be should be one of the better Marvel films, I think. Yeah, yeah. and and that I never thought I would say that with an Ant Man <laughs> right film. Yeah. Right, right. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. This is gonna be it's gonna be tight. So you don't need to. Let's start. just briefly talk about Interstellar. All right. Yeah. Let's bring that. Yeah. So Interstellar. Uh, there's no full trailer for this yet. Only just the, a teaser. Just a tease, which Christopher Nolan likes to do. He He's likes a big to, fan of the tease. Yeah, he likes he likes doing a teaser like way ahead of time for certain films. And uh, this one, uh, I'll read the synopsis. A group of explorers make use of a newly discovered wormhole to surpass the limitations on human space travel and conquer the vast distances involved in an interstellar voyage. All right, this movie has Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway. Casey Affleck, Michael Caine, um, Jessica Chastain, John Lithgow. Yep. <laughs> is that, oh, is yeah. he going to be the alien that they meet when they get some? Yeah, no, he's reprising his role <laughs> from uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, Jessica Chastain is in this movie. She's the lead from Zero oh, Dark I was, Thirty. I, I was thinking of Third Rock. Oh, you're thinking of Third Rock? <laughs> he's going to be like, I am a human. That's great. That's good. Great. Um, the one thing I do appreciate about this teaser, and I can I can just see Christopher Nolan being like really upset by this because America no longer gives a shit about space at all, right? Like, right. And the in general, general like in, in general, like most American, and I can see Christopher Nolan being that kind of nerd. Like, no, we gotta care. Yeah, I'm gonna make yeah. a movie to get Americans to care again. <laughs> well, I feel like we're, we're heading down that road. You know, you had Gravity. Yeah, that Gravity. Was like the first. Yeah. That was like a great one because it's like just enough true. And 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 a lot of like just fantastical like you know kind of over the top stuff right, right. that gets people in the seats, but like true enough that you're like, whoa, yeah, exactly, that's cool. Space, you scary. Um, and then uh, with with this movie coming out, I just uh, it, it, it would be nice if people cared about space again. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad they're making movies about it. And that, that that even if people care about space, that doesn't mean the government's going to throw money at right. it. Right. No, so. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. But the, the 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 great part about this teaser is seeing it like back to back. Like when I had seen this te- teaser, I saw it uh, next to Wolf of Wall Street, and so you yeah. see Matthew McConaughey for one second driving and crying, and he just looks like beat up and rough. And then you see him two seconds later, and he's all primmed and proper. Yeah, in yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. I'm Matthew like, McConaughey. How do you do that? Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey is insane with like the level that he can portray. Yeah, just like his face, just like. Looks so different. Like you're like, Every how time. does that work? Well, yeah. it's also crazy because for a while there, he was a, he was truly kind of settling into that niche of like the romantic comedy dreamy guy. Right. And now it seems like he's kind of emerging out of that a bit, which is nice. Well, I, I definitely I, one of the movies that changed uh, how I look at Matthew McConaughey was um, uh, Killer Joe. Yeah, that movie yeah. I I didn't like very much. About two but, years back or whatever. Um, he is so creepy <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> yeah. On so many levels of creepiness. Yeah, I mean, he has a pretty good range as an actor, so yeah. it's good to see that he's starting to flex that again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, other than 
It's, it's Christopher Nolan, so yep. no, I'm expecting complicated storyline, poorly written female characters, and <laughs> visual spectacular. Just visual spectacular. Yep, yep. So, all right, and the next uh, trailer we saw was Transcendence. Transcendence. Two leading computer scientists work toward their goal of technological singularity as a radical anti-technology organization fights to prevent them from creating a world where computers can transcend the abilities of the human brain. This movie has Johnny Depp, Morgan Freeman, uh, Cillian Murphy, Rebecca Hall. Um, it's uh, Parker, you pointed this out uh, when we watched trailer. It's nice to see Johnny Depp doing a normal human being for a change. Right. Until he inevitably becomes a crazy artificial intelligence. True. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's, he's still, still not wacky. He's not wacky, but right, yeah. yeah. He's not wacky, I um, guess is what we should say. I, I, I he's been wacky so much. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think this is the wack. Like this, it, it, it's come full circle. Now this is wacky for him. Like this is <laughs> that's in, true. Like oh in, man, but I mean, like breaking the mold. Like, the he's last, not wearing extravagant costumes. Right. Yeah. The last few roles, you got like you have like Jack Sparrow. You have the guy from Dark Shadows, and you have uh, Tonto. You have Tonto. Yep. Then you have uh, what, uh, Sweeney Todd, and then you have. Uh, <laughs> Oh, let's not forget from uh, Alice in Wonderland. He was John. Oh, D- yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, he hey let's not forget he was John Dillinger in Public Enemies. That wasn't wacky at all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's but true. that's that's, that's, a, that's a bit piece. away though. That's um, that's a bit ago, isn't it? Two thousand nine. Not that right, long. Right. Yeah. So yeah. what what's been since then? Uh, what we just mentioned. <laughs> no, not even all the stuff. Not not a whole lot since then. I mean, Rango, Lone Ranger, big things. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Well, the one thing that I do like about this movie is um, uh, listening to Radiolab, there is a guy who is trying to make this a reality. He's trying to figure out a way to to take someone's brain patterns and consciousness and dump it into a computer hard drive. Um, And he's not as far off as we would probably like to think. Yeah. (laughs) So the, the... premise of this movie I find very interesting, and then just the idea of it going into this just insane level of somebody being in, into this computer, like, all right, I'm going to get on the internet, and I'm going to basically try to take over. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm actually hoping that the apocalyptic, like, uh, Skynet-type <laughs> scenario doesn't rob the film of potentially what it could be. Because we already have we already have this the Skynet scenario in Terminator. Right, That's already right. been fully explored. The idea of an but AI taking over. We don't really over. see the the, the beginning sure. part, which, which that's, is what this would be. That's that's what I want to see. Right. I want to see them get into like the morality questions of right, and, and right. The, even some of the like philosophical ideas of like, wow, what does it mean to actually put somebody's brain right. like in a computer? Well, make it, them see, make, and it seems yeah. like from the trailer that like the that. A lot of those scenes all looked very similar when crazy stuff was happening, which makes me think that that's probably the climax of right. the film. So, like, probably the very end or near the right, end. Right. So, like, you know, I'm I, sure I it seems like the most of the movie of will is... deal with that part, and then the end will just be like crazy. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a feeling most of the movie is going to be should we, shouldn't we? Yeah, right. We what, did what, what are the what yeah. are the yeah? <laughs> Whoops, what are the ramifications of actually doing this? I think that's what the movie is going to be about, and yeah. I find that very interesting. Yeah, so. definitely. All right. Well, moving on, we saw The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog. Smog. Oh, Smog. The stupendous. You really were as great as the old tales say. 
have no equal on this earth. The darkness is coming. You can't give up now. The dwarves, along with Bilbo Baggins and Gandalf the Grey, continue their quest to reclaim Erebor, their homeland from Smaug. Smaug. Bilbo Baggins is in possession of a mysterious and magical ring. What? It's just kind of tacked on there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Also, Bilbo has also, a ring. Also, Bilbo, Bilbo has a ring. <laughs> in case you forgot about okay, that. Okay, well, knowing how you two are, I'm just going to get this out of the gate. I didn't like it. Yeah. Moving on. Well, we all know that. Yeah, we yeah, all yeah. Fuck you. You guys, you go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, just talk about it like, yeah. it's, like it makes sense. Bunch like of nerds. <laughs> nerds! Oh, no, no the, the nerd part has nothing to do with oh, the yeah. fact that this was a mess of a film, poorly oh, constructed, and far on. too long. Settle down. Just settle down, Chris. A mess of a film. Yep. A mess of a film. <laughs> a film that uh, <laughs> I kept... Fetid Heath. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Parker and I liked it, so deal with it. Yeah, it uh, was good. You didn't like the first one either, correct, Chris? I have not, not liked, liked no, any here, of them. Chris doesn't yeah, you like, don't like any of the Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. I hate Lord this of the Rings. This was an uphill battle. So, I, I have tried to read Lord of the Rings on four separate occasions, and I trudge through that garbage until I get to fucking... Uh, um, the part where they're fucking... <laughs> no, what's his name? You were reading the, the wrong the, version. The, Wait, the, you were reading that, Lord that of the singing, Ding Dings. That, that singing yellow-booted bastard. Um... Tom Bombadil. I get Tom Bombadil and I spike my e-reader. Oh, we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, Gosh. I know No, I, I, I eat. No, I thought this movie was a jumble you know, and a mess. I was, and I was boring. Maybe, I thought it was I, boring I was, as hell. I was, I was maybe, until the last hold thirty on, minutes. Hold on. I was, I was hoping for a lot, but I was hoping uh, beyond my wildest hopes that maybe you would kind of like this movie because it is far and away the most. Action-packed Lord right. of the Rings movie and I of still, them all. Yes, and I was still bored. What? I, what that bored. I don't understand what that means. You were bored with the action? Because yeah. I couldn't have cared less about any of the characters. I thought most of this was just action for filler time so we could get the three movies. The okay. only thing... This movie did not start for me until they get to uh, Erebor. Or however you pronounce it, when when, right. when they show, when 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 they show Edible. up there, Edible. then the movie starts for me. Like I, you could have cut the whole thing out of that stupid water world town. You could have cut all that out. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> oh yeah, all I that stupid story uh, about this town that was desolated by a dragon don't, don't and then is seeking bit. vindication. Don't yeah, need oh, boring. that bar- that <laughs> that barrel that barrel. Uh, thing on the that river, amazing barrels. That 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 I equate to the dinosaur chase in King Kong. I'm like, this is <sighs> stupid. Long. You are the worst. The, you are literally, you are literally the worst. I hated everything. Dude, I, elves. dude here's, elves here's the thing. Out and I would have been fine. Here's with. the thing. Most of the people that I've heard that dislike it at least give credit to the barrel scene. So like, wow, it was pretty fun. Some of the shots <laughs> in the barrel scene I thought were <laughs> laugh out like, loud, pathetic. They're laugh out loud There's, fun. No, right. the, 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 all right. The 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 POV shot. Yes, the go- GoPro shot. That's like, awesome. Yeah, that's terrible. That's hack. Oh, that's God, bullshit. That's I hack. hated it. I hated oh, it. Oh, that's hack. I sat there and I'm like, oh god, this fucking movie. All right. Well, good. You were predisposed to hate it, so yep. we'll forgive you. I love how you guys are so pissed <laughs> about my opinions. I, I, I hate how your opinions are like. Well, I'm gonna have this opinion. Independent of what I see on the screen. No, this is <laughs> you, my opinion. I have never once heard you go. I was gonna hate this movie. I really liked it. 
You always are like, I was going to hate this movie, and I hated it, just like I thought. <laughs> no. Or vice versa. You're like, I'm going to love this movie, and I love it. No. Nope. Like, you, whatever your opinion is before the movie, oh, that's, that's not, it that's tends, not it true. It tends to align. It tends that's to align. That's not true. I would... I, I would hazard to say this movie was doomed for you from the beginning, Chris. Right. Well, because I hated all right. the, the right. First so you three. weren't you weren't willing to buy into the story because you were already like this. Right. Is You're like, I don't care about any of these characters. It's well, no the middle wonder. of the story, and I didn't like the beginning, so I'm not going to like the middle. Right. But like the 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 whole idea of Lord of the Rings is a whole universe that you've already written off that you don't like. Right. So right. like. So, like, why did you even suggest this film to review? I know you guys wanted to see it. <laughs> well, we were going to see it anyway. <laughs> no, I but mean, there's no way you're going to like it. Was it was it better? Okay, was it better than the first one for me? I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, interested to hear this. Yes. Okay. I'll take. I that. I was Ow. less bored in this one than the first. The first one, I was almost oh in God. tears. The first one was like this was like. No, I don't even. I don't even know how to how to describe it. Just. It it did catch my attention for a little bit. The beginning, okay, but the end when you said it started with Erebor, like was it good then? Oh yeah, like then that. it knocked it. Then I was just like, okay, so at least part of this movie was enjoyable take, to you. Why couldn't you take the first half hour of the first film and introducing everybody, and then like part of the the the, the movement of getting to this place, and then cut all the stuff with the elves out because I don't care, and all the stuff with I, I assume that's the appendices with like with the necromancer. Yeah, that again I could care less about. When they get to I'll give you I'll here I'll give you I'll give you something. I think that some of the necromancer story like there's a bit too much focus put on that. Oh yeah. You don't you don't really need that. It's just there to tie in more nicely with Lord one, of the Rings. Once nice. they get to Smog, once Smog starts talking and like the the back and forth between him and Bilbo, I was like this is this is interesting. This I find this I like. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie as well yeah. actually. Uh and however, I will say at the very end I was like okay. All right, I did like the ending. Yeah. But the first, I mean, how long is this movie? Two... Two hour 40. Yeah. yeah. I only liked 40 minutes of it. Okay, well, at least you liked some. So, like, I mean, the um, majority... So, if I only like 40 minutes of it, <laughs> if I only like one third of the well, movie... But here's here's the problem, though. Like, for the fans of the lore... Right. Now, I, I read... The Hobbit is actually the only Lord of the Rings book that I've read, and I read it long time ago so a lot of this i i'm watching the film and some of it comes back and some of it's like yeah i think that was in the book right. but right but you can't just say like let's just cut out the part with the elves because right. that's an entire yeah. part of the story and they go to and i'd like and i'd like to take this point to defend parker you would have liked this movie no matter what <laughs> Right, but I I didn't say that I wouldn't. I mean, I I that this is why I didn't want to do the book thief with you guys ah. because I knew I would like that because I read the book, and so like I'm not gonna be like, oh, listen to my review of this movie because I I was gonna like it re- almost regardless of anything. Like right. they would have to screw up pretty badly for me to be like, well, this I movie could so, have gotten me to like it, <laughs> and it didn't, and it didn't. Okay. No, I don't think it could have because, like you said, it's the middle of the story. The first movie could have gotten you to like it, and it didn't. So now none. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to hold out hope that Chris might be okay with the third one. Yeah, because oh, that's going to have so. the Battle of the let's Five Armies. So. Yeah, that's going to be huge. And, and maybe, awesome. maybe if again, the, I, part of my th- hatred of these films is just so long, and there's a lot of filler. There's a I lot. Just, of there's stuff not that a lot of fi- like. Here's the thing. This is the difference. Like, if you 
have written off the entire universe, then everything's going to seem like filler. Right, because it's not important Because you. you're like, you oh, care. I don't you're care about the it. elves and the dwarves. Well, that's an important part of this universe. Right, but like not if, the story. Okay, here's the thing. Let's say we were to watch a Star Trek movie, and right. I, and then they were like explaining like like the Klingons, like, you know, respect battle, warlike culture. And I was like, I don't care about this. Just get back to blowing stuff up. You'd be like, <laughs> what? It's super important that they explain this. No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. Because, because you I've would. accepted that everybody and, hates And there's Star really Trek, not that everybody much. Everybody gives Lord of the Rings That's the pass. thing. Like, there's not, <laughs> for, for being a two-hour and 40-minute movie, compared to the uh, original Lord of the Rings films, there's not that much explanation. And I think I think that's and part. Of, I think that's part of the reason why I'm. And I may be being unfair, Parker. Oh, part of the reason is because <laughs> I really, on right. three separate occasions, three different people sat me down and were like, "Oh, you got to watch Lord of the Rings right. movies." And I'm like, "I don't like Lord of the Rings." Yeah, and they're like, "No, no, no! You got to watch Lord of the Rings movies, and you have to watch the super incredibly long <laughs> extended cut." Extended cut. And I'm like, why? No, please, dear God. And they're like, no, it makes it so much better. And I could see it for you, Parker. Right. Yes, it does make it better because you love the books. Yeah. What they should have done is, here's the theatrical <laughs> version, the, yeah. the, the shorter version. I, I will say, though, I prefer the theatrical versions over the extended cuts because they're edited perfectly. Like, Fellowship yeah. is so like perfectly edited and, and it, there's no like, like, I, yeah. filler and fluff. And then when you watch the extended cut, it's it's interesting as a book reader, but like it's very obvious to me when there's an extra scene. Like when, when like even though I haven't watched it a million yeah. times, when I'm watching the extended cut, I'm like, okay, this is a new scene that they like, added in just for lore because you could yeah. tell immediately like that it just looks different and feels different and doesn't have the am- amazing gloss that the rest of the movies have. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. I guess one thing that I do find curious is that. You know, as someone who appreciates, like, fantasy on a general level, yep. I appreciate Lord of the Rings just because so much of, like, modern fantasy is taken from this, that, this and, series. And I, I appreciate that so much modern fantasy has taken it and made it into a better story. <laughs> but, but like, the whole idea of, like, elves and dwarves yeah, and the, no, that's their great. interaction with each other, it's all taken that's from great. This That's great. That's great. And I can think of other storylines that are more compelling and more interesting. In film? In mainstream film? No. Exactly. Not necessarily. Like, I, but I, I mean, can't think of too I'm many not, fantasy films that I like. I'm not going to sit here and say that Lord of the Rings is like perfect. And right, but I th- especially but I, these, I'm just saying I cannot think of too many fantasy. I don't love fantasy as a genre to begin. Like of fantasy film. doesn't get fantasy film does not get a pass gotcha. for me just because it's All right, fantasy. that's fair enough. But that's you like enough. you like fantasy as a as a genre, though. Oh well, yeah, like I love in, like like Dungeons and Dragons. I've played okay, D and right, D. I exactly. love playing. So D&D. you're you're into and that. And D and D is completely right. ripped off from <laughs> Lord yeah, of the Rings. Like they, they drew a lot from. I this. mean, I I would make the claim that at least the original Lord of the Rings films. This is getting into more of like just a debate of the trying <laughs> the to the merit try, of the series. This is exactly what I thought you guys would do, which is try to convince me. No, that I'm, I'm not wrong. trying to convince you. No, no, no I'm just this is what you guys do. I'm not. When I disagree you. with you. You get mad at me. No, it's I'm the not only mad. Time that you two combine power. I'm not mad. <laughs> you two combine forces Jeez. against a common foe, and that's my dislike. We must something. destroy Chris Clump. 
by throwing him into like, the pit. We have no problem with you disliking the movie. It's that you dislike it for these reasons that you invent. The, no, like, no, they're not reasons because a lot of people I've re- like listened to online and talked to online and and people also agree with me. Like, eh, well, the reasons boring. that also it's not. That I think you're inventing the reasons. They just don't make sense to me. Because, like, oh, they're so long. You watch fucking samurai movies right. where nothing happens for two hour stretches. And, westerns. and they're just people looking at each other, <laughs> okay. grimacing, right. and saying stuff like, well, suppose we should go down there and give them a talking to. Like, that's like the most compelling part right. for like 45 minutes. Okay. And yet you're okay. looking at this and you're like, ah, we're walking through woods and there's fairies and shit. <laughs> Okay, that's a, okay. Talking trees. Okay, that, that is a fair Dumb. point. I do. I do love really long films. I went. I came over Chris's support. house once to watch to watch something Game of Thrones or something, and he was watching Ten Commandments because he's like, "Oh, I love this movie." And it's, it's so long, so long. I'm it's like, like a four who hour. Po- film? Who pops on Ten Commandments? Oh, cool. Let me just check this out. Yeah, like, the like, only time to watch Ten Commandments is on Easter. When like your family's around and you're what? talking over it and the whole time, and you can kind of leave and come what back, leave and come back, and you're like, oh, they're what crossing the, oh wow, it's time to get going. They're going through like the river now. Yeah. What 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 did I tell you last night as we were coming home from the movies? Yeah. And it was like one, one in the morning, morning and you're like, well, I guess we'll get together at noon tomorrow. What are you doing, Chris? I'm, like, oh, I'm probably gonna watch Rio Bravo. <laughs> One o'clock in the morning. A, a, sure. A two hour and forty five minute western uh. with with uh, John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, so the length the length thing I don't understand. I'm not saying I'm not questioning your opinion of it and saying right. like no, you're you- wrong. But I it's just something I don't understand. I also don't understand how like you can't be fascinated by some of these things that I could totally understand a normal like layman just being like uh, I mean, I like the action right. parts. Like my but- dad's not gonna like this movie. Like yeah. he's not gonna like any of the Lord of the Rings. He's gonna be like, This is ridiculous. But like I just would have thought that you would have been like uh, you know, it's got I guess I don't know. Like, uh, like I said, the parts with the elves bored me. The parts with the necromancer. I'm like, why are we even here? I don't. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll this. give you that much. I, I um, think that's a question. But again, decision. like this is what Matt's saying. Like, they did need to tie it somewhat into the Lord of the Rings, right? And like, which so, is what it's trying and to do. And they couldn't really do that just off of Bilbo finding the ring. Okay. Because you know, in the Hobbit, the ring is is kind of more lighthearted. Like, the ring is like, oh, he turns invisible. That's so right. cool. Like, there's no, like, you know, it's not like you you're about to exp- be beaten over the head with its destructive <laughs> yeah, nature. Right. And, Which is like, Lord yeah. of the Rings is all you know about is right. that it's like, oh, the ring. Well, I, oh, since we've gotten a little off topic just talking about Lord of the Rings in general, I'll say things I liked about this movie, as I said before, it's probably the most action-packed Lord of the Rings film yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really fun. I think the humor and action I I found very entertaining throughout the entire film. There's probably never a... I want to say there's never a 20-minute break without some sort of action going on, which is a much more, like, intrepid pace than what we're used to with the other Lord of the Rings films. Definitely. So maybe if you're someone that's kind of been on... Maybe you're not quite as hateful as Chris is, <laughs> and you kind of like the Lord of the Rings movies. But you just thought they were a little maybe, bit slow. Maybe, you know yeah. what, you know what, I, okay, I could be just getting a smidge defensive because I do some, when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I feel like the last man standing of like, no, this is crap! You're not the You're only one. You, no, yeah, there's plenty of people that don't like it. It's don't, just, don't, don't flatter yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, there's, I think there's plenty of people that just don't, they just can't get into it right. for whatever reason. Uh, I will say, you kind of, in this film do start to f- get the idea that that they are 
it's, it is part two of a film series that was made into three. Right. Where maybe they could have gotten away with making it two. Yeah. With the ne- with the necromancer mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like two but, movies is, is sort of weird. It is. I mean, it's going to be weird no matter movies. what. Right. But they, like, they were, you knew, exactly. you knew it was going to be a little bit weird when they yeah. were splitting this very singular story into um, more um, than one the, part. The, the Conan movies, there's only two of those. What well, does that, that have to do with anything? They're super amazing. Yeah. Well, you guys are saying that. Oh, yeah, Conan Part 2. No, I'm just hey, saying. Everybody remember that classic? <laughs> that, that movie I'm just saying re- recently, the, you know, like in, in you know, recent no, yeah, you definitely movie need time, it's always trilogies. It's always trilogies. Or like way more, like Harry Potter or right. something. But, yeah. and the, the, you know, like they'll sometimes split one book into two, but, you know, not just like a single work like this. It just would. What? I, but I can see it. If they would have, if you would have done two, it probably would have been better. I can, I can, I can get behind that. I just feel like they're <clears throat> probably going to do such a good job with this, the third movie's battle of the five armies. Now, my question is, as, as far as the storyline, because um, what little I do know about the Hobbit doesn't it end with a climactic battle between right. Smog yes. and a bunch of armies? No, not Smog. They kill Smog. You know, spoiler alert. Smog gets killed in the, oh, uh, the, in the beginning this, like, of the next many decades old book. book. <laughs> <laughs> many decades old book. Smog gets killed probably in the first like thirty minutes. I'm yeah. gonna guess of the next movie. Oh, and then maybe all these maybe armies making a break. And for then the, the gold? last two hours is yeah the the five armies coming together basically to to try to like well Smog's dead like let's go you know yeah let's a lot of over. a lot yeah. of people have already started heading to the mountain because they heard that right. the dwarves were heading there so it was like mad rush to the mountain. See, I think part, part part of my my just being upset with this film series is when when someone when people tell me the story of the Hobbit, I think that would make a great two hour film from start to finish. Yeah, but there's actually a lot that happens in it. Right, like it's, it's, uh, there's it like for instance, lot. the Battle of the Five Armies. It is it's not a super long book. That's because a lot of it, he's just like, this happens. Right. Okay. And then that's it. Okay. Like, the Battle of the Five Armies, you don't see it no. in the book. Because there are Cause there Bilbo's parts. Is, Bilbo's knocked out. Yeah. There, it, like, it's he doesn't like Game of Thrones. When right, Tyrion when Tyrion gets, gets knocked it's out. It's exactly like that in the book. He's oh, like, okay. He, like, is about to do something, and he knocks out, and then later it's like, oh, wake up, Bilbo. It's okay. It, yeah, we we won. Everything yeah. got destroyed. So um, this is basically Peter Jackson saying, well, if we're doing this in a visual medium, I actually want right. to show this right. stuff. I don't just want to explain it away and be like... You know, have a scene where Bilbo's like, "All right, let's go," and then he wakes up like you know a minute later on no, the that'd screen. Be perfect, yeah. I'd be into that. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. No, um, I and I, I think part of it is that there there are parts there. I'm, I'm I'm trying hard to remember them. There were parts of the first movie I did enjoy. Very few. There were more parts of the like second the goblins movie. and the king of the goblins. That I thought that. Awesome. Yeah, I thought that part was pretty cool. I did. I did enjoy that. that guy's and <laughs> and the back and forth between Bilbo and um. Gollum. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there were more parts, more t- like l- a longer time that I was interested in this movie. Um, like, specific- like Bilbo and Smog. Bilbo like, and that Smog. That part's great. That, yeah. part, that part's amazing. Pretty much um, all of Smog is great. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. All, 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 that, that, yeah. And yeah. the action of him, them running through like the forge and getting him, you know, all yeah. that. Like, I thought, I was like, yeah, I'm on board for this. This is cool. I yeah. just really didn't like that I had to wait two hours Which is to funny. get to that part. It's funny because book purists hate that part because that's completely Oh, fabricated. I don't like the book either. So I know, but fun. I think it's funny that you're like, the Forge part's great. And then it's like a lot of people that like 
are like, Ugh, the, why did they put that part with the forge? Because they like, wanted to make it good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I it would have been. I love the forge. Part. I feel like it's it would have been. This would have been a good episode to have uh, one-time guest star Adam Lover. Because he also hated this movie, but his reasons for hating it are completely right. different from yes. yours. Really? What are his reasons? Because he loves the book and he loves the Rankin Bass cartoon. Oh, I know he, I know and, he loves and that cartoon. And he hated yeah. the changes that right. were made. And, Pretty uh, much any time there's a change made, even though like it's like, you know that it would be so awful if they wouldn't have changed that. Like, the changes made, he's like, oh. Matt, yeah, yeah. Adam would have been happy if they just would have re-released the right. Reagan <laughs> yeah. cartoons yeah, in the theaters. That, that's what he wants. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching it with him at like one one Christmas get together where he was like, "Hey, let's watch this." But right. like again, if you watch that right, if you watch it with the critical eye that people of to, like today watch movies. You would be like this. There's oh, so, no explanation for anything. Yeah, no. Because you know, that like, was my they first. They start the journey, and then like two seconds later, there's there's like uh, there's trolls, right? Or whatever a, and they then, are. And then it's very much a Rankin Bass cartoon, right? Like they don't Most care about like awful <laughs> extended explanations or deep no, yeah. character development. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like oh, boom, boom, goblin. boom, action. Yeah. And, see, and, yeah. and, and there's a case of just watching it with the the smear of nostalgia, right? Yeah. For sure, which is fine. Like it, it's a very good. Like if you're watching it in that reasoning, yeah. it's I mean, that, very. Gr- it's that's great. why I. That's why I c- occasionally pop in Star Trek Five because I remember seeing that a lot as a kid, right. even though it's the worst Star right. Trek yeah, movie ever so made. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the, the other big positive because you, I agree with you on this, Chris. My favorite part was Bilbo's interaction with Smaug. I thought yep. Benedict Cumberbatch. Did an amazing job Brilliant. with the voice, and apparently he apparently he did the mocap. Yeah, he yeah, did mocap, did mo-cap. not just his face though, his whole body. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know. Like he got body. down on all fours and tr- and like arched his back Slithered and stuff. Around and it's and like stuff. it's I, weird. I, it's weird because it's not well, you know like what? he it, is it, a four like a creature. It's weird, <laughs> except with Benedict. Right, right, right. Then I, it's like <laughs> he can do what he wants. Yeah, Smaug, he easily easily the best portrayal of a dragon since. Sean Connery. <laughs> Dragonheart. Oh, oh, wow. I'd forgotten about Dragonheart. <laughs> I'm a dragon. <laughs> I, but yeah, yeah no, that, like uh, Matt pointed out when we were talking about this is that it's like it was a great um, capturing of like the, the whole lore of a dragon who's like super greedy and super proud and like, you know, like just like I'm invincible, you know, like mm, I'm smoking, right. like, you know, and then you have Bilbo trying to get out of there. So he's like. Over trying complimenting to appeal to him, that. he's yeah. like, yeah, he "Oh, Smog is stupendous." Yeah, he keeps calling him Smog. He keeps giving all him these titles. different monikers. I'm yeah. like, "Oh, that's perfect." Because I mean, that's great. that's just a great part, and it's just like because you know, Bilbo's you know kind of like a clever like dude, clever riddler dude, and so mm, he's just right. kind of like like, "Oh, I have to overcompensate." Now, now an, uh, another thing I do like about all these films so far, though, is is I really do like Martin Freeman. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, he's it, great. It, um, yeah, his Bilbo portrayal. He, he has actually great. made me. Yeah, his portrayal as Bilbo is actually because uh, I I thought I was going to hate Bilbo as right. a character, right. and I, I don't because yeah. of how Martin Freeman. Yeah, is well, portraying. like when you when you read like Lord of the Rings, you don't love Frodo. You just are like, okay, he's you the empathize character. it with but, him, but you but don't, you yeah. you love Sam maybe, but you don't love Frodo. Yeah, but in but in the Hobbit, you love Bilbo. You're like, yeah, Bilbo, uh, yeah? Dude, okay. go, like you're like you you're cheering for him, like getting them out of these ridiculous like you know adventures and and and. Well, it's, it's because Bilbo's a true hero, right? Like he's he's a guy who decides I'm going to be daring and courageous. 
Bill, uh, I mean, Frodo, Frodo Frodo's a hero, but he's someone who has this like burden. Right. It's it's a much more extreme burden that's thrust upon him, and he struggles with it yeah, the entire not, time. Yeah, it's not like it's not like a fun hero. You're no, just like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's put some ratings on this. Uh, I'll give it. What did, sorry, what did you think of Stephen Fry as the mayor of Lake Town, though? Oh, that would yeah. Well, it's Stephen Fry. <laughs> Stephen Fry could be in anything. I'm gonna be like, oh, it's Stephen Fry. This is awesome. <laughs> That that that's not fair, Parker. You can't you can't just bring Stephen Fry into the argument. Oh, <laughs> uh, not fair! Hack game hack. Stephen Fry that's right. making me like this part. The Steve the Stephen Fry movie cheat. You can't make me. Whoa 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 whoa! whoa, whoa. whoa I wasn't supposed to like this part. Stephen Fry's in it. What the hell? I thought this was a dumb Waterworld part. Yeah, oh, Water Stephen World. Fry! I actually was damn really it. disappointed to see him on screen. Going, damn it! <laughs> now I'm going to be entertained. <laughs> uh, real talk, I did not know that was him until it was really? told to me after the fact. Really? I mean, then of course, looking back, I'm like, oh right. yes, that was Stephen Fry. But you were but just like caught up in the story. And I was caught up in his even... asymmetrical mustache, man. <laughs> that was that was a hell was of incredible. A no, I'll give it. Uh, I'm just going to give it a super high review to just piss you off. I'm going to give it like 199 like intact scales out of 200 nice. scales on Smog. Nicely done. Nice. nice. Parker. I would give this movie uh, Desolation. <laughs> Desolation out of Smog. Out of smog. <laughs> uh, I am going to give this movie. Oh, it's so beneath me to read this. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So uh, oh, no. I'm going to give it one ring to rule them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Out of In the Darkness, nice. binding them. <laughs> nice. Out of uh, Sauron. I'm gonna give just it, say a I'm thing. I'm going to give it it's Sauron. Just, yeah, I'm gonna give it, just I'm, say I, a I, thing I you hated. <laughs> I'm going to give it Sauron out of Sauron. <laughs> You know what? No, I'm going I'm to give it how many times I get Saruman and Saruman confused. You just, you just said, said the, the same, same thing. Yeah, because they're the same fucking thing to me. I don't care. One's Christopher Lee, the the, the main yeah, I know. singer the, of the, an the amazing metal band. metal band. Yeah. <laughs> and the other's a really tall CGI thing. Kind of the gray. <laughs> so. They should do a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he, metal why hasn't album? he done that? Uh, I'm I'm sure he wants I'm to. Sure yeah, if you've never if you've never listened to Christopher Lee's Charlemagne, it's <laughs> oh, a metal it's a metal album like a power ish metal album uh, done with Christopher Lee as the lead singer. Uh, seek it out. It's not good, it's but not it's good. worth listening no, to no, because I, it's. It, 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 it's it's good on like As a, on it's good on a level of like right. this is Christopher Lee right. uh, like man who's older than my grandparents <laughs> doing a metal album doing a metal so. album yeah exactly. the metal itself is not the no. con- I think the concept is better than the actual sure but as soon as he starts sing talking you're like yes yep yep <laughs> so all right well yep so yeah if if you agree with me don't go see Hobbit <laughs> uh, if hey. you agree with Matt. And uh, Barker, go see Hobbit. Pro tip, uh, if you hate Lord of the Rings, don't go see this movie. <laughs> I'm glad you listened to Enter the Critic to find out this valuable information. <laughs> I'm glad we could help you I'm, out here. Okay, if you hated Lord of the Rings and the first Hobbit movie, don't go see the second <laughs> Hobbit movie. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> what if, a surprising revelation this if, must if, be. If you're like me and your wife really likes Lord of the Rings, you're going to have to go see it. <laughs> uh, so... 
All right, well, that about wraps it up for us here uh, on this episode of End of the Critic. As always, I want to remind everybody to go to the Facebook page and uh, get involved there. If you have uh, some uh, suggestions for some uh, mini-reviews, I know next episode we're going to have a couple of those uh, we're going to do. Uh, please put them up there. Uh, if uh, you have suggestions for full reviews, that we, if we're interested in it, we'll do a full review of it. So. Uh, get that on fi- at the Facebook page. Uh, please uh, like uh, review us on um, iTunes. Uh, subscribe there, rate and review us there. We appreciate that. Um, as always, want to thank Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme songs off the Geek Remix album. You can get that at geekremix.com. The richest man in the universe. Sure, uh, they're free, by the way. Not free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, next next week's episode is American Hustle. So I uh, look forward to that. Uh, and uh, until next time, uh, I'm Chris Klump. I'm Matt Schaefer, the immersive. <laughs> 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 <laughs>